everybody. Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, a show to uplift and inspire women in our families, where we tell you not our truth, but the truth with the sweetness of the feminine, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us as women in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. I'm your host, Stacey Galino, and once again, I'm so, so delighted and honored to be with you during this most blessed, blessed, holy holy holiday season. Um, I'm so delighted to have with me today someone I think you're going to be very, very happy to hear from, Father Basil Burns. He is a priest from the Archdiocese of New Orleans, Louisiana. His parish is Our Lady of Lourdes. So you, Our Lady of Lourdes listeners, welcome. Welcome. So happy to have you with us. Um, And we're going to be talking today about brokenheartedness during the holiday season. Uh, You know, it's a season of joy for so many, but it's also a season of sadness. And I did want to ask Father Father Basil to come and speak with us about that. When Father, now let me go ahead and bring Father on with me. Good, good, Good afternoon, Father. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Stacey. Oh, God bless you. And thank you so much for being being on with us. And, and sure. I want to remind listeners that you were on with us maybe a month or so ago on Wake Up Louisiana talking about the issue of depression. And it was so well received. We had so much response to that particular show. And I'm just delighted that you um, have agreed to come on with me today and, and, and speak about this, in particular in the context of this holiday season. Um, and so th- this is your first appearance on Faith and Good Counsel. So welcome, welcome, and, and thank you so much. Thank and you. one of the things, Father, that um, we do on Faith and Good Counsel is we start every show with prayer, both before we go on air and on air. And so um, if I may, I'd like to offer the salutation to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Oh, sure. From St. Absolutely. Francis. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the, the Son, Son, and of and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Hail, Holy Lady, Most Holy Queen, Mary, Mother of God, Ever Virgin, chosen by the Most Holy Father in Heaven, consecrated by Him, with His Most Holy Beloved Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. On you descended, and you still remains all the fullness of grace and every good. Hail his palace, hail his tabernacle, hail his robe, hail his handmaid, hail his mother, and hail all holy virtues who by the grace and inspiration of the Holy Spirit are poured into the hearts of the faithful so that faithless no longer they may be made faithful servants of God through you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Beautiful prayer. Isn't it lovely? From gorgeous. From none other than St. Francis of Assisi, one of my all-time favorite saints. Well, Father, we're here to talk today about brokenheartedness. And I know that that, both from a personal perspective... Mm-hmm. And from a professional perspective, if you will, you, you're well-degreed. You have a Ph.D. <laughs> Let me see if I get this right. It's a Ph.D. in philosophy right. from University of Dallas with a specialty in philosophical psychology. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Particularly focused on St. Thomas Aquinas, if I remember correctly. Right. Is that right? right? And who is profound in his understanding of the human person. So you are very... Um, well-versed, both both from your own personal struggles as well as by education um, and in your priesthood, in your holy priesthood, to speak with us today about brokenheartedness. And what is it, F- 
Father, about this, the holiday seasons, these times when we celebrate, we've, we've recently celebrated Thanksgiving, we're moving in, in, you know, in the Advent direction and towards Christmas. What is it about this season, do you think, that sort of exacerbates brokenheartedness? Well, I think that's, that's a great question, Stacy. that um, very often what happens is, I mean, during the holidays, during the holiday season, we're presented with so many uh, idealistic images um, right. you know, the beautiful trees, the, the, the perfect family, yeah. um, you know, wonderful children, uh, the gift giving, you know, everything, uh, in the media is sort of organized to, to paint this, this beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we often, uh, find is that when we look at our lives, they just are not matching up. Right. very well with this ideal picture and uh that of course that gap uh mm. that gap between where i think i am and what i'm seeing uh you know with with all of the media uh and these beautiful pictures that we're being presented with uh that gap causes depression uh that gap causes uh this sense that what is the matter with me? What right. is the matter with my life that uh, I, I'm not feeling the music? Right. You know? I'm, I'm not feeling uh, all of this love and charity that, that, that I'm seeing, that I'm right. hearing. This joy and the bubbliness, it's just, it, it seems right. very, feeling very disconnected or disassociated right. from it, I would imagine. I imagine you hear a lot of this from from people that come to you and 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 maybe express this to you maybe you maybe you've also experienced it yourself and i'm just yes. i'm just wondering and and i too i think sometimes people are not aware of why they're so sad do you find that i i do um i, I often find that people just come and sit in my office and you know with this question of you know what is what is wrong with me um, you know, am I crazy? I'm supposed uh, to be happy. Everybody around me is happy. I- exactly. And, and often one of my responses has actually been, okay, who, who told you that you were supposed to feel that way? Right. And, and I bet you get silenced there for a moment because maybe we're not really sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, it, you have to really ponder and think on that because it's it's definitely what our culture feeds us very subtly, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we really need to be very, very aware of is that we're we're surrounded by by a capitalistic culture. There's certainly nothing wrong with capitalism, but with all of these images, uh, marketing. If you take marketing classes, Mm -hmm. they will teach you that you are supposed to form commercials and music that make people dissatisfied with their lives. Now, you said dissatisfied. So marketing to manipulate us. Yes. To make us dissatisfied so that we will want that item or whatever. Or whatever it is. Right. How sick is that? I mean, it, it is... they. You can actually sit in the class and see that it's like, look, we're we're trying 
trying to get uh, the the consumer, which is what we are to them, not a human person, but yeah. a consumer. Right, a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to be dissatisfied with what we have or who we are so that we will buy a good or a service that will somehow fix us uh, or make us content. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we play into that whole game, we, we really need to be, we really need to realize that we are being manipulated uh, and that maybe who we are and what we have uh, is just fine. Right. Uh, is just fine. Well, one thing that I love to reflect on, uh, I've even given uh, a Christmas homily on it one year, uh, that really take a look at what the first Christmas looked like. Uh, and you're talking Bethlehem and Mary and Joseph, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. In a cave, mm-hmm. in poverty, no room at the inn. Right. Uh, a far cry from what we see in our culture today. Yeah. I mean, the, the first Christmas, exactly uh, what you said, that, you know, there's no room at the inn. Uh, they're rejected. They essentially have a child in a cave overhang. Uh, of course, because of uh, Christ's birth, uh, other infants are, are slaughtered. The because holy of innocence. Oh. The, the jealousy of King Herod. Yes. They have to pick up and move their home to Egypt. In the middle of the uh, night, mm-hmm. acutely running. Yeah, it, I mean, that, and of course, you have poor Joseph, who's clueless, right. uh, poor baby. <laughs> yes. About, here's this, you know, his wife uh, having a child that is not his, and he's told what he's supposed to do in a dream. In a dream, right, um, which, how often do we have dreams, and we go, was that real? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Obviously, it was very clear to St. Joseph. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, but... You know, here's, I just find that when I reflect on on that image, that first Christmas, uh, how different is that from, you know, this um, this sort of consumeristic or capitalistic uh, ideal of shoving down our throats right. that we have right. to give the perfect present, right. that we have to have the perfect family, um, you know. What does scripture and our tradition say about that? Right. It's like, who who informed us right. that we were supposed to feel that way? And it's almost like it's created this sense of, it, perhaps unintended, but entitlement that we're, that we, we have to have these things, we're, we're owed these things, and yet they continue to disappoint us. How have we gotten so far away from truth, from the holy family, from the experience in 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 the manger, you know, in Bethlehem, what has happened, Father? Oh wow, uh, that's that's a, a deep one, huh? That is a difficult question. Uh, I mean, I I just I often, I guess, hearken that back to the fact that we we lose our perspective. Uh, we get so busy uh, with with doing very good things. We're trying to take care of our children. We're we're trying to take care of the bills. We're just trying to make ends meet. And, and then on top of that, to be bombarded uh, when we turn on the radio or watch the news with all of these messages that, hey, this is what the holidays are about. This is what you should buy. This is right. what you should do. Rather than sitting perhaps in front of the Blessed Sacrament right. and asking the Lord, 
may Lord, what should I buy or not buy? Or not buy. Or what should I do? Um, you know, how should I pray with my family? Well, what is your will? And actually allowing the Lord to have a chance to change those emotions. Uh, allow the Lord the opportunity to say, you know what? I don't have to give this, this good of a gift. Uh, or, or maybe I should give a gift to someone uh, that I hadn't uh, considered. Right. Uh, or, or maybe this year, you know, and this is another thing that I, I find often comes up in the holidays that, of course, we're, uh, we often get in touch and have parties and get-togethers with family. Uh, and not everybody gets along, right? Right. There's a lot of heartache within uh, families exactly. these days. There's always been, Father, but it almost seems like, just as I appreciate history and, and whatnot, there seems to be unprecedented brokenness within families in this day and time. And, you know, gathering around the dinner table when there's such woundedness right. can can really spike. I mean, I know in my practice we would see every year a spike in panic attacks mm -hmm. for no apparent reason out of the blue, like flipping a light switch on freaking out, mm -hmm. you I know, have no doubt. Have no. No, right. Mm -hmm. And you know, you question people about it and there's certainly a heightened level of anxiety because of the expectations and all the things that we're, that we're talking about. But sometimes there can be a specific trigger and that trigger, which then would make it an anxiety attack. It's, I have to go to my parents, my aunts, my grandmother's house for dinner, and I'm wigging out about this. Mm -hmm. What talk a little bit about what we can do in those instances when you're trying to honor honor family um, and participate in family, but maybe there's some woundedness there that's causing this anxiety. Well, that, uh, and that's a great question, uh, because I, I've often found that uh, with things like divorce or, or with a lot of um, people's personal issues, that it is difficulty with a specific person that yeah. is so often the problem. And, you know, we do have to honor our father and mother. The Lord certainly calls us to try to see him uh, in everyone. Uh, but that doesn't mean uh, that, we, that we have to allow someone uh, to, to defile us or to mm -hmm. drag us down. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we shouldn't give other people permission to, to poison our moods. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Lord doesn't ask us to be friends with everyone. Right. Uh, he does ask us to uh, to pray for others. He does ask us to to treat everyone with dignity. But you know, there, there's one. Let me just give a, a parable. Uh, as as you know, and as as most of the listeners know, I'm sure that the Lord um, uh, exercised a young man uh, from a demon, and after that. Uh, the, the man actually begs Jesus to be able to follow him. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is, uh, I have the passage here. Yeah, uh, what is that one, Father? This is from Mark. This is verse uh, Mark 5, verse 18 to 19. That he, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was imploring him that he might accompany him. And he did not let him, but he said to him, Go home to your people mm -hmm. and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy upon you. Wow. Okay. So now the reason why I read that is because 
there comes a point where even the Lord tells people, you know what, you can't follow me that closely mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he has disciples that are in his inner circle, but there are some people that he does send away with yeah. love. With love. Back into the fire, if you will. Right. Because I can imagine if this man, and, and stop me if I'm incorrect, because I'm certainly not a biblical scholar, Father, but this man who had needed to be exercised probably had some very <laughs> uncomfortable behaviors, let's say, sure. and bring, sending him back into the family who had some expectations of how he might behave. That probably wasn't going to be a real pleasant encounter, at least initially. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure wow. it wasn't. We uh, could ponder but, that for <laughs> for quite some time but you know what father we coming up on a break here okay. so i tell you what let's go ahead and take a break you're listening to uh, faith and good counsel stacy galino your host with my uh, honored guest today father basil burns talking about brokenheartedness during the holidays we'll be right back for two thousand years we've helped the poor and comforted the sick We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning back in to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacy Galena. That's me. And I'm with my honored guest today, Father Basil Burns, priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans at Our Lady of Lourdes. Welcome back, Father. Thank you, Stacy. We're having an awesome conversation today about sadness in the midst of all of the joy and the hubbub and the holly jolly Christmas music at the mall and, yep. and whatnot. Okay, we have <laughs> reality is people are brokenhearted during the holiday season. And that is our topic today. And Father, you've done such a lovely uh, job of kind of helping break down some of the reasons why people are brokenhearted um, in our earlier segment. Certainly there can be biologic illness, right? But there's also the woundedness that we maybe perhaps has been put upon us by family wounds or our own choices. We didn't even get to all of that. I mean, there's all kinds of, there's so much, there's so much and we could never capture it in 30 minutes, but we're giving it our best shot. But you know, let's get to more. We've kind of talked about the whys, but what do we do about it? You know, when someone comes to you and says, father, I'm miserable and I want to be happy during the holidays. How do you move from that into some enjoying some level of joy and peace. Okay, I think that's that is the million dollar question. Okay, right? well I'm re- we're um, ready to hear it, Father. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can give a million dollar answer, but uh, <laughs> I will try. Uh, we do uh, just to start with the simple. Um, sometimes the simple really escapes us. We do have to realize that depression or sadness does have some very physical uh, aspects. Yes, that often what happens during the holidays is people start eating badly. Yes. Uh, They start uh, overindulging in some uh, food or drink that uh, can certainly affect brain chemistry. Right. And it truly Um, does. does. I can verify that. We can both verify that from a professional standpoint. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, 
their sleep patterns can get off, mm-hmm. our exercise uh, because of just uh, the, the cold uh, and just uh, whatever parties General and malaise that, and, yeah. Right, that we can let that go and, and that can really wreak havoc. Uh, right in somebody's mood we do have to realize that we are uh, bodily creatures so we still have to maintain some some aspect of our rhythmicity our order of our day our order of our usual patterns within the hubbub and the chaos right i i I just think that we need to make a a first priority i mean as i I lived a a benedictine life as, as a monk for 14 years and it's it's organized on on, uh, on stability right. uh, just a rhythm of life is absolutely crucial right to a content life right we were created um, that way father yes. right? we can't get away from it yes we can run from it but we can't hide um, and also that's the the physical aspect but also truly uh, really monitoring our expectations uh, yeah. of of you know how happy should we really be uh, you know, what are our expectations for our lives? So we, we need to, to try not to allow all of the, uh, the commercials and the music and everything convince us that somehow we should be these content, happy beings that are clicking our heels together in glee uh, when, you know, we, we, we're dealing with a lot of problems and the holiday season uh, is really no different. Uh, I've once heard somebody uh, say a wonderful phrase that uh, an expectation is a resentment uh, under construction. Oh, I say that one again for us, Father. An an expectation expectation is a resentment under construction. Wow. That, you know, I think it's a beautiful phrase that, you know, when we have these expectations that, Oh, my spouse will be a certain way. My children a certain way. My my Christmas party will be a certain way. I'm gonna feel a certain way. That those those are resentments under construction. Right, waiting um, to happen. And we we just we need to 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 wake up in prayer and and really ask the Lord, like Lord, help this day to be what you want this day to be. And not necessarily what my myth is about what today should be. That's right. Uh, that is absolutely vital, uh, that a sense of mindfulness. Um, it is also very important not to isolate. Um, yeah. and, and when I mean don't isolate, uh, I also mean, I mean truly try to ask for help. Try to have honest and good discussions with loved ones that you trust. Uh, it, it's, it's actually a medical fact that one of the only things that can uh, build uh, dopamine receptors in the brain, which is, you know, our home hormone for causing pleasure. Right. The happy, the happy neurotransmitter. Yes. Exactly. That, that one of the only things that creates the receptors is is being in union and conversation with other people. Isn't that something? And once again, we were created for relationship. Yeah. We cannot get away from our creation, nor why would we want to? But people run all the time, don't they, Father? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, 
we, we run. We, I include myself in that. Absolutely. We lose our perspective and yeah, we, we run away really easily. But I do think you know, God created us that way and our brain chemistry actually works that way. That's right. Um, that even the medications that we might take, you know, say for, for depression and many mm-hmm. of us do, mm-hmm. um, that that does not do anything to the receptors for mm-hmm. dopamine. Right. Right. Um, that we actually have to be in union with others. So not to isolate um, and perhaps avoid uh, toxic people. Ooh, uh, toxic people. That's a topic for another yeah, day. That's a, I, know, <laughs> I know maybe that doesn't sound very Christian. Um, it's a reality. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't say to... To, uh, to treat people badly or to ignore no. those people that, that we really shouldn't ignore. But we also shouldn't push ourselves. You know, if, if we've gotten in, you know, say you're wrestling, um, and maybe this isn't the, the best image for a women's show, but... That's okay, if, Father. If we'll understand. If, <laughs> if you're wrestling an opponent, and every single time you wrestle with that opponent, that opponent gouges you and cheats in mm-hmm, some way, mm-hmm, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Well, there eventually needs to come a point where you're going to say, I'm not going to wrestle this guy anymore. Right. Um, you may forgive, yeah. you know, but you move on and you keep what's kind of sort of commonly known as a boundary. I'm yeah. not. Boundary. <laughs> yes, a boundary. That's the new <laughs> word for it. But yeah, I, I think I understand what you're saying, Father. It's, it's, it's. It's it, you don't hate the person, you don't hold bitterness toward the person, you forgive the person, but you are you have the right and perhaps the call to be perhaps separate, lovingly separate, right from that from that. So that's important too. And boy, it is the holidays do bring up those opportunities to engage with people that you wouldn't normally perhaps engage with. So yeah, that and, can be a source of and some of that can be very life giving, but again, some of it can be very anxiety causing. Absolutely. Uh, but I think most of all. Uh, we really need to, to focus on uh, the, the true me- the meaning of the holidays. I mean, holidays is actually uh, an anglicized form of just the word holy days. Holy days, amen, they, amen. We are supposed to we're supposed to be in prayer. We're supposed to be actually having as a priority not parties and drink and food, but actually prayer and uh, works of charity. And even fasting. Amen. Uh, Penance yeah. and fasting. What a concept yeah. during Advent. Isn't, right? yeah, yeah, isn't that something? Oh, oh Father. Uh, well, you know, I could talk to you forever, and I, I hope that you'll come back. But my goodness, time flies around here on Faith and Good Counsel. And once again, we're up against the clock, and we're at the end of our show. But wow. any, any, I tell you what, we have a priest here today. We can ask for a final blessing. Let's do that, Father. Would you offer a final blessing for us here? Sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, kindly send upon us and upon all of our listeners here uh, the grace and the consolation of your Holy Spirit, uh, particularly during uh, these holidays, and take our hearts and heal them. If there's any brokenheartedness, uh, just send your Spirit upon us. Fill us with your kindness, with your joy, uh, where there is any anxiety or fear. uh, Just heal that, Lord. Put your hand upon it uh, and allow us to truly see 
uh, your will in our lives and, and give us the strength not only to, uh, to know that will, but, but that strength to carry it out so that we can truly see your face for all eternity. And we ask this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. God bless you, Father, for your yes to the Lord. And God bless you, my dear listeners, until we meet again on Faith and Good Counsel. Pax Christi, y'all. See you next time. Bye-bye.